I don't know if that's how what Elon actually meant, if if that's what he said, but that's what a lot of people were speculating. It definitely seemed to be a threat, if nothing else, and uh, an action very unbecoming of a public company CEO or any CEO or anyone in any management position whatsoever. The Tesla Q podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial, investment, or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the Tesla Q podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Tesla Q podcast. As always, if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Tesla Q podcast and you can do that there. Uh, Just to go ahead and get started with the episode, Tesla had gotten to be just a little bit boring to follow in in recent times. It got to the point where uh, some of the people on Tesla Q Twitter have, have started talking about Boeing Airlines and even devised the the ticker symbol BAD for, I guess, Boeing Airlines down as opposed to using a Q because Boeing is not going to go bankrupt anytime soon, so Q would not be appropriate for Boeing. Uh, Netflix has gotten tons of coverage. Actually, my most recent post on Patreon was about Netflix earlier this week with their earnings being announced. I think it was on Wednesday. I kind of regretted that I hadn't entered a short position in Netflix prior to earnings, but you can't can't own every every can't own everything that's going up and you can't be short everything that's going down. Obviously, uh, there's there's a number of other companies that have gotten some pretty close coverage from people on Tesla Q Twitter. Uh, and maybe the biggest sign of all that that this story has gotten a little bit boring is the fact that I myself TQ the host of the Tesla Q podcast, have allowed all of my Tesla short positions to expire such that I own no position in Tesla over this weekend. And ironically enough, uh, this weekend has brought plenty of new news in the the overall Tesla Tesla Q saga. Nothing that I think will have any kind of immediate share price impact, but big news nonetheless. That, of course, is the news late last night I'm recording this on Saturday, the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. And the big the big story was that Tesla dropped their filing for a restraining order against Skabushka. And I'm going to talk about that more later. And then also, there's a new federal lawsuit uh, based on Sarbanes-Oxley, which apparently is rare for lawsuits based on that to actually make it to federal court. Uh, but but that's been filed by Carl Hansen, who was the second whistleblower who was represented by um, Stuart Meissner. Uh, he worked at the Gigafactory in Nevada as a security guy, and I'll talk a little bit more about his case as as well in a little bit. But yeah, Tesla had gotten kind of boring. I actually asked a question yesterday before both of those news items came out about whether... Tesla's earnings report next week, which is on Wednesday, July 24th, about whether there's any possibility that they could report a profit next Wednesday, which could lead to them being added to the S&P 500 in the near term. And the consensus view seems to be that the, the rule is that the last 12 months have to have a net profit. 
there was a lot of debate about whether it was each of the last four quarters or whether it was the sum of the last four quarters. And it seems like the answer is that it's the sum of the last four quarters. But that alone is not going to automatically cause Tesla to be added to the S&P 500. There's, there's a whole committee that has to decide. Uh, they consider other things. Uh, they would consider Tesla's debt burden, things like that. Um, so I, I think the chances of them being added to the S&P 500 are definitely lower than 2%. Uh, the chances of them reporting a gap profit for the second quarter of 2019 that would allow them to have a positive gap pro- gap profit for the last four quarters is probably more like a 10% chance. Uh, I've been gradually raising my the range of my expectation for what I for what they'll report next Wednesday. I think now I'm probably in the the negative negative 200 million to positive 50 million range to put a, a quarter of a billion dollar range on it. Uh, we'll see what happens. If I thought that it was going to be lower than if I thought that they were going to report a number lower than that. I would probably still have a short position uh, that's longer duration beyond the report on Wednesday. But this uh, new news as of late in the day on Friday very well may encourage me to enter a new short position as of Monday or Tuesday of this next week before the earnings. Partially out of moral obligation to support Skabushka and Carl Hansen, the other people who have been negatively impacted by Tesla's poor poor corporate governance and poor just poor morals as a corporate citizen and we should hear some more about that again on uh, another upcoming episode of the test podcast which I, that's all i'll tease for now so the big items the carl hansen lawsuit so if you think back about a year there was the big martin trip spiel where he may or may not have uh, been attempted to be swatted by Elon Musk and company. And Carl Hansen was actually one of the security guys that was involved in part of that ordeal. But Carl ultimately became a whistleblower after his uh, he was tasked with investigating the theft of some materials or something at the Gigafactory. According to the lawsuit that was filed yesterday, it was between 37 million and 150 million, I think, of of materials that were stolen. So he he was tasked with investigating it. He reported to his superiors what he found, and ultimately, I think he lost his job because of them not taking his report seriously. And he subsequently became a whistleblower with with the SEC. And per the lawsuit that was filed yesterday, uh, after he filed that lawsuit with the SEC and was on, uh, I think, Fox Business News back in early August of 2018, he actually went back to work. The one of the and uh, in the near future after that, I don't remember all the dates on this. Uh, Elon Musk actually visited the Gigafactory and recognized him. And said something like, get him out of here. He can't work here anymore. I don't care what you do with him. Take him up in the hills and hide him. Which a lot of people interpreted that to be Elon Musk threatening to have him killed and his body hidden in the hills near Reno. I don't, 
I don't know if that's how what Elon actually meant, if if that's what he said, but that's what a lot of people were speculating. It definitely seemed to be a threat, if nothing else, and uh, an action very unbecoming of a public company CEO or any CEO or anyone in any management position whatsoever. But yeah, so this new lawsuit, uh, it, it had to meet the guidelines of a Sarbanes-Oxley lawsuit, whatever that means exactly. But uh, he had to had to meet some requirements from a committee from OSHA, and there was like a 180-day period where if all the requirements didn't get met, the lawsuit actually would have been not progressed forward to federal court. But as of yesterday, July 19th, it did progress to federal court. So we'll see what happens with that. There is not likely to be any any fast turnaround with that. Uh, as we've seen with the, the SEC whistleblower cases, those nothing's really happened with those yet. Uh, so they're still out there. The wheels of, of justice can grind rather slowly. The, uh, the resolution of the funding secured fraud tweet with the SEC, that actually, the resolution of that whole matter actually was kind of quick compared to a lot of legal matters, as I've learned with my following of the Tesla Q story. So counting on legal matters to impact the share price on any short time frame is just a bad idea. That's my my big lesson that I've learned in following this. And the other big news, of course, was in the Skabushka case. So if you haven't been keeping up, uh, back in April, Skabushka happened to be happened to come across a Model Three that had some extra cameras on it, and it it was actually uh, apparently part of a filming for some. I the the theory is that it was part of the autonomy day that they had in April, I think it was April 24th or so was when the autonomy day was. And the idea was that this was a dip, some sort of demonstration. So Skabushka followed the vehicle and filmed it apparently. And, but subsequent to this, Tesla filed a filed for a temporary restraining order against Skabushka with, uh, and it was a, a one party thing. So only Tesla gave any evidence. They didn't even inform him that he was having the restraining order against him. Uh, I think he found out via Twitter, uh, maybe from Plainside or something. So that that happened. And then ultimately they wanted a permanent restraining order. So they filed for that. And the, the law process was going along. And uh, there was a, a fundraising campaign on Twitter and it raised over $100,000 to support Skabushka's defense because all the people who, every every person that I've heard of that has interacted with Skabushka comments on how peaceful and calm and kind he is as a person. But Tesla tried to say that he was driving aggressively and trying to run this vehicle off the road or try to trick its autonomous capabilities or something. And so as part of that, uh, Tesla vehicles have multiple cameras that are taking video all the time. And their autonomous system is based on cameras. So computer vision rather than LIDAR. As Elon said at Autonomy Day, the companies that are pursuing uh, autonomous driving solutions that use LIDAR are doomed and 
LIDAR is a fool's errand and all that stuff. So they have all this video and then also the associated audio. So Skabushka and his lawyer requested that if, if Tesla really wants this restraining order, why don't they produce this video from all these different cameras? And Tesla said, oh, no, that we don't we don't want to do that 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 might violate the privacy of our employees and uh, give away competitive secrets so the judge came back and said well if 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 there are any things like that like privacy concerns we can make sure that those don't actually get out into the public but tesla still didn't comply uh they were required to comply to provide the videos per the judge by july 16th which they didn't do uh, there was some, I think they changed lawyers on July 10th or 11th. And as of the new lawyers coming in, they tried to delay again, having the videos produced. Ultimately, they were required to produce the videos by July 19th, which was yesterday, Friday, day before the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. And they didn't do it. And the same day they just, they dropped the case. So they said that their employees' privacy, the privacy of their conversations, was more important than proving that their claims, I guess, were actually true. So, ult- the ultimate result is that Skabushka won this this round. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a strong possibility that he will be filing a countersuit. So, the, the Tesla and Elon Musk calendar for... Uh, court dates and legal actions remains uh, pretty well filled in coming months. So there were uh, something I had forgotten about was all the depositions of Solar City board members and executives, which those were going on back in the April time frame, maybe into May too as well. So there's that. There's the Unsworth stuff, which the last interview I did with Montana Skeptic, he covered that very well. It sounds very likely that that, that is going to result in at least a, an eight-figure uh, dollar amount that Elon Musk is going to end up paying Vern Unsworth. Skabushka, now, it, it sounds like he may be in, in position to, to have some sort of a decent payday based on the false claims that Tesla made against him, along with the media outlets that have defamed his name and, and all that kind of stuff. There's... The ongoing uh, or yet-to-be-resolved SEC whistleblower cases involving Martin Tripp, Carl Hansen, and Sean Guthrow. There's now the new lawsuit from Carl Hansen. Uh, it's an, an employment lawsuit, ultimately, but who knows what it could ultimate what it could grow into. Um, there is there's probably a couple other things, uh, but thinking back to the Skabushka case. My strong theory, which may be wrong, but it's my theory, is that the reason, a primary reason that they didn't want to reveal the audio and video that they had available from the cameras and from the their employees that were in the vehicle when this incident occurred is that the videos may very well show that their autonomous driving capabilities are not all that they have said that they're cracked up to be. That's my strong suspicion. I could very well be wrong. And if so, I would I would be glad to see a, a Tesla demonstration video in the near future that exhibits that it is somehow 
far superior to all these other vehicle manufacturers automated driver assist systems but i guess we'll we'll just have to wait and see uh, i definitely don't believe that there's going to be a million robotac tesla robotaxi capable vehicles on the road next year uh, one item associated with that is that cars produced prior to april of this year april maybe march don't have the latest hardware the i think it's hardware three for full self-driving so they're gonna have to retrofit the old vehicles to make that happen i have no idea how they plan to pay for that there's not a, anywhere on their balance sheet currently that that that's accounted for that i know of um so maybe maybe part of their next raise that is most likely to be needed because they probably can't continue to fund their cash flow their operations from cash flow from operations maybe that's one of the the things that they'll say they're raising capital for uh my guess is sometime before uh probably probably sometime before quarter three financial results are announced which could be in around october 20 something at the earliest so my guess is they will raise capital again within the next three months roughly uh, we'll see what happens, but that's my guess. As I said, my guess is negative 200 to positive $50 million for their quarter two net income. And that's despite the uh, record delivery number of 95,200 that they reported on July the 2nd. I watched a YouTube video earlier of uh, some guy that is supposedly a, an investment guy on, on YouTube but he's a, a big Tesla fan. Apparently he's a Kimball Musk fan because this video he was wearing a, a cowboy hat. And just hearing hearing him talk and how confident he was uh, about Tesla's future numbers just kind of blew my mind a little bit. But who knows? Maybe, maybe the demand picture is not what Tesla Q thinks, but we'll, we'll see. I look forward to seeing some shorty ground force reports in the near future would love to see some more production reports from skabushka but i with, with the legal items i i don't expect to see that although it was a, a great addition when when it was available to tesla q maybe somebody else can uh can take up that mantle and provide some good value on twitter of of production estimates tom randall of course killed off his bloomberg model 3 production tracker Maybe Chao Zhu over in Shanghai can can give us some uh, some updates once they get cranking. I have no idea if he's actually on Tesla's payroll or if he is just an independent guy that got a drone and and all that stuff. But he's he's a good follow. Uh, he seems to be a little bit less uh, cheery towards Tesla Q than he did in his early days of of videoing the Shanghai shell, which is soon to not be merely a shell uh, they do have orders placed for equipment in there according to some tweets from phoenix 10 so i do expect that they will crank up some amount of production before the end of this calendar year but who knows if the market will be there to actually sell the vehicles that they'll be making there my guess is that some uh some of the consumers in china will prefer a Chinese, a fully, a more fully Chinese designed electric vehicle, but I don't know. 
the the big question though is what is the market size for pure battery electric vehicles right now and that's something that we'll find out over the next several quarters and, and years uh, with the U.S. federal income tax credit having been halved again. My guess is that deliveries for quarter three for Tesla will probably be under 90000 My guess is probably somewhere in the range of 85000 plus or minus a couple thousand. But it's still very early in the quarter, so that's not at all a final estimate. But, uh, yeah, so new lawsuit, old lawsuit, now no longer in play, but there will probably be a countersuit in the very near future. Have no idea what uh, what Tesla's going to report on Wednesday. Have no idea if I should enter before that or after that if I'm going to start a new short position. I don't plan to start a long position, even though there is a school of thought that going long the actual report on Wednesday and then shorting between that time and when the 10Q comes out, which will probably be uh, probably fairly early August when that comes out. And you can be certain that Tesla Q Twitter will peel back all the layers on that onion and dissect it to the nth degree. And we'll see what happens. So I'm not currently short, but I may be again soon. Oh yeah. Skabushka also apparently he doesn't need any additional funding with his GoFundMe campaign at this time. But if you would like to contribute to a GoFundMe to help somebody out that's been harmed by Tesla, you could go to the GoFundMe for Carlos Aranda. He and his wife, Maggie, both worked for Tesla and have both... Well, Carlos resigned, uh, but his wife was fired. But uh, they have a GoFundMe page out there. They were they were featured in an article uh, by Laura Kolodny a couple weeks ago, or might have been this just this past week on CNBC, which talked about how on the manufacturing line, apparently they were making a lot of fixes just with electrical tape uh, and some of the uh, bolts on vehicles weren't torqued to the proper values and stuff like that. So basically a, a shoddy quality control regime in general for, uh, for Tesla's Fremont factory. So Go to their GoFundMe page and contribute to them, or go to Carl Hansen's. Both Carl Hansen and Carlos and Maggie Aranda, they both could still use some uh, additional help with their lack of lack of gainful employment as, as contributed to by the actions of Tesla as a corporation. And if you want to be a contributor to the podcast, you can do that too, patreon.com slash Podcast. Or if you want some uh, shorty merchandise, go to evacuationboy.com. Although actually, I checked earlier in the week and i think it was down i think evac boy needs to get that rolling again uh and there's also the shock market store from trish uh she she made a, a nice little photoshop photo earlier today of uh a, a, is a photo of skabushka holding up the peace signs reminiscent of, of richard nixon and she made it into a a nice boxing photo where skabushka was holding up the peace signs victoriously above what appeared to be an Elon Musk knocked down on the mat. So go to her store. Uh, she's got some good, good artwork out there. And with that, we'll call this episode number 38 of the Tesla Q podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.